Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning, I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Psalm 32. Psalm 32 is a psalm of David, and in this psalm, in verse 5, we have the familiar uh, part from our liturgy, uh, which goes like this. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. I told Pastor Radical I'd put him on the spot with that. Yeah, so. It's hard to do when you're smiling at me. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you for doing that. So that, familiar words we use in our liturgy all the time. Uh, and maybe you knew, maybe you didn't know. It's from straight from Holy Scripture, uh, this idea of confessing our transgressions and then God forgiving the iniquity of our sin. And I really like to, as we consider these verses today, put the thought in your mind of, of self-evaluation. Uh, when I was in seminary, one of the things I liked to do least of all was to uh, self-evaluate myself while I was preaching. So our professor would stick a video camera in our little sem room and we'd do our class uh, sermons. And after we were done doing the sermon, we'd have to go back and watch the video of ourselves. Uh, maybe you're like me, you don't like to listen to the sound of your own voice. Uh, we'd watch the video and we'd have to critique ourselves and say, this is the things that I did well. These are some of the things that I did not do so well. Uh, and it was something I didn't like to do. And I think it's, that's a common, uh, a common thing for most people is you don't like to critique yourself, to go back and look at yourself and honestly evaluate yourself. And even though it's something we don't always love to do, what we find here in this psalm is that it's something that is important to do. It's important to be able to look at yourself, look at your life, look at the things you do, the things you think, the things you spend your time on, and say, am I doing the best that I'm able to do? Um, and an honest evaluation of ourselves is always and ever going to say, no, uh, I am failing. I do have uh, things that I'm not doing as well as I should be. I have things that I'm doing that I know I should not be doing. And what David here is encouraging is uncovering those things. And so I'll read the, the first five verses of Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So there's this idea of covering comes up twice. So in the first verse it says, Blessed is the man whose sin is covered. And then in verse verse 5 it says, I did not cover my iniquity. Um, and and it's this idea of, think of, of mold or mildew or, or moss. You know, these, these things that grow in the dark and in the dank. And if you leave these things uh, uh, hidden and and away from the sunshine, they're going to continue to grow and fester and get worse and worse. And that's the idea here with our sin, with our iniquities, with our shortcomings. So often we like to hide um, our failures, our shortcomings, and our weaknesses from each other, from our spouses, and even try to hide them from God. Uh, of course, you can't hide anything from God, and that's what 
David is saying here, you know what, I kept silent when I tried to hide these things. My bones wasted away. I was groaning all day long. My hand, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up like the heat of summer. When you're trying to hide these things, and you know David tried to do that. Remember, think of Bathsheba, again, when he was trying to hide the sin of adultery and the sin of murder. He tried to hide these things, and his guilty conscience weighed down upon him. And that's how it is for you and I, too. What things in your life do you have that you're hiding that is burdening you down, that is causing you to become angry when you shouldn't become angry, that is causing you to become uh, uh, irritable when you shouldn't be irritable, and is the source of that problem not the actual thing you may think it is, but is it something deeper inside you that you're covering up, that you are not allowing to come and be exposed to uh, the light. And that's the idea here, is when we uncover ourselves, when we honestly self-evaluate and critique ourselves and our own weaknesses, what things can we bring to the light that the Lord can help uh, strengthen? The Apostle Paul says, my, my weakness is made perfect in your strength. It's the Lord's strength that, uh, that enables us to, as David said here, acknowledge our sin, not cover up our iniquity, to confess our transgressions to the Lord. That's what we are to do, is to open these things up, to uncover ourselves, because then the Lord promises to cover our sins. That's what verse 1 says. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. The Lord covers our sins. We should humbly confess our sins to God. As, as uh, King David says here, confess my transgressions to the Lord and hear the forgiveness that he gives to us. Uh, so do you have any, any thoughts you'd like to add on that devotional there on Psalm 32, Pastor? Yeah, I really like all your points. I, my mind goes right back to the Garden of Eden. And with that first, you really brought out that covering idea. And you know, the idea is that we try to cover our sin. And the iniquity, I always find that it's a fascinating word. Because my understanding of iniquity is it's shame and guilt because of sin. So that idea of trying to cover up Adam, trying to cover up their sin in the garden by sowing fig leaves for themselves, that didn't work. They had sinned. God exposed their sin by asking the questions what they had done. But then ultimately... The Lord forgave the iniquity. I did not cover up my iniquity. I confess it like you brought out in verse 5. But it's interesting, just like in the garden, the Lord covers us. You know, he covered Adam and Eve. He, he sacrificed animals to cover them uh, with tunics. And then ultimately, we see the Lord made that ultimate sacrifice for our soul to cover up our, to take away and cover us up. So in God's eyes, we would be righteous once again. So I like the way that relates really well with the Garden of Eden. Or, or that's where my mind was at. Yeah, I think so. And it's a very Lenten theme too, you know, as we as we make our way through the uh, season of Lent and we look to the suffering and the pain that Jesus went through, the reason he did that is so that he could cover our iniquity. And, you know, even though King David never knew the fulfillment of the Christ, who Jesus would, or who the Christ would be, um, you and I in the New Testament, we are able to see, yes, this is how God forgave our sins. This is how he covered our iniquity. And now we have no need for uh, that guilt associated with sin. Well, we can trust in the Lord for the forgiveness. And that's why this important part of our liturgy um, that maybe we gloss through and don't think about, I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of our sins. And that's why we include confession and absolution in every one of our, our worship services. It's really refreshing because based on those first two verses, we can always say when people ask us how we're doing, we're blessed. Mm-hmm. And if they ask, well, why? Because our iniquity is covered. You know, it's it's just a neat reminder of a positive outlook on our day-to-day life. Amen. Let's pray. 
Lord, we thank you for covering our sins. Thank you for sending Jesus to the cross to shed his blood, and that blood now washes us free from sin. Uh, use this wonderful news to help us to walk as your children in this world, shedding the light of your gospel, spreading the, being the salt of the earth as you have called us to be. Uh, help us during this Lenten season to meditate on that suffering of Christ and also to rejoice in the eternal salvation that he won for us. We pray all these things in your saving name. Amen. Number of announcements I'd like to highlight for you today going on here at Emmanuel. Uh, our, once again, our Wednesday evening Bible classes are on hold because we are now in the season of Lent. Uh, today is our second week of the Lenten season. Uh, our theme today is the first petition, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Pastor Radical will be leading us today. Do you have any introductory thoughts for those who are listening to this before Lent tonight? I just think it's really good to focus on what we're doing when we're saying the Lord's Prayer because it's so rep repetitions in the sense that we do it so much that it's so easy to not think about it. So I think our goal that we have with our fellow CLC pastors is just really try to take our time understanding the depths of the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, I mean, it's the ultimate prayer Jesus taught his disciples, and, and so it's certainly worth our time and study. So I hope you can join us for that. Uh, again, we are uh, accumulating quite a few pictures of Jesus in the sanctuary. Um, so if you have time today or in the coming weeks, please feel free to peruse the uh, pictures there in the sanctuary and help with your meditation of uh, your Savior's suffering and death. Also, envelopes are in the mailboxes too, so if you've been looking for those, stop on in and take, check those out. And uh, next week, I forgot to mention this to you, Pastor, uh, we planned a ski trip for Thursday night. It's supposed to be warm, but maybe it won't be because we never know what the weather's going to be like. So. Um, do check your emails for those announcements if you'd like to join us for that. Yeah, so it'll be next week, March 17th. So uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I want to say thank you to all the volunteers for the Cal Tournament this past weekend. Uh, I believe the boys placed second place in the Cal Tournament, did a very good, did awesome. Uh, the girls also did a very good job, so good job to all of them, and thank you for all your time and volunteers. Uh, this coming Friday, we have a blood drive here at Emanuel. I believe most of the spots are filled, unless you are able to donate Power Red, so to maybe the one or two listeners who are listening, we need your Power Red blood. I'm not quite sure what that means, but... Uh, it's super blood. Super blood. Okay. <laughs> not Jesus blood, but super blood. Uh, Pew Restoration uh, is getting kicked down the road a little bit. March 21st is the latest date we've heard. Yeah, it's hard to know for sure. That's a very recent, so just kind of stay tuned. We don't really know for sure. The committee hasn't talked about that most recent information yet so stay tuned yeah we're still i know the committee wants to have it done before easter we'll see what happens lord willing there's a lot of stuff happening in between now and then though too so all righty so we'll see what happens with that obviously that could result in worship services in the gym so forth so uh stay tuned for that uh arts camp coming up march 25th through the 27th that'd be a friday through a sunday as it usually is uh so that'll be kind of in conjunction with that pew stuff we're not quite sure how that's all going to fit together yet but uh we will do the best we can uh, with all these different things. Uh, our prayer list today, uh, we keep in our prayers uh, Nellie Edwards. Nellie has a surgery coming up next week, uh, a very uh, high-risk surgery uh, for a cancer that was recently she was recently diagnosed with. Um, so we keep her in our prayers, uh, trusting that the Lord is going to do what's best for her and for her family. Uh, so all our best to Nellie. We also continue to pray for peace in the Ukraine. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of violence going on over there. Jesus reminds us uh, in his word that, uh, that we can always expect violence and, and danger in this world and that uh, true peace, that peace which passes all understanding, can only come from 
knowledge of him and his word. And so we pray that uh, his word would work in the hearts of the people over there, um, that though there is so much uncertainty in their day-to-day lives there in Ukraine, that uh, uh, they would receive certainty from the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, that brings us to our Meet the Faculty portion of our podcast today. Uh, today, I had the ch- or a few days ago, I had the chance to sit down with Mr. Lane Fisher. Here's what that sounded like. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Lane Fisher. He, Mr. Fisher is our third and fourth grade teacher here at Emanuel Lutheran School. Uh, we are continuing our Meet the Faculty podcast, uh, which I think has been a real blessing so far for people to get to know uh, the people that you have called to serve in our school. Lots of people get to know Pastor Radical and myself through our weekly preaching and through getting to know us through the podcast, but our teachers are maybe a little bit less well-known by our congregation, so I think it's really important for us to get to know the people that you have called to carry out the ministry of these little lambs here at Emanuel Lutheran School. So, Mr. Fisher is here today. How are you doing today, Mr. Fisher? Great, thank you. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so we'll just start with some basic questions. Uh, Mr. Fisher, where did you grow up? Where, did, where are your roots from? I was raised on a family farm southeast of Sleepyai, and I attended church at Grace Lutheran Church in Sleepyai. Okay. Uh, so, Mr. Fisher, you're a teacher now. When you were a kid, did you always imagine being a teacher, or was it something that kind of developed later on? I never thought about being a teacher as a child, but when the ILC Tour Choir came to sing at our church, I became enthralled, enthralled with the idea of going to Manuel Lutheran College. Okay, okay. So when would that have been, maybe? 1976, 78, something around there. Okay, okay. Uh, was there a specific event that led you to being te- deciding to be a teacher? Was it that tour choir experience? Or? Um, somewhat with that. I, um, I, I really just wanted to learn about church music, and hmm. I knew if I was a teacher, I could. that would allow me to continue learning and and sharing with other people okay okay uh so you you mentioned going to eau claire is that where you went to school and where else have you been to school i went to sleep at public schools from kindergarten through my sophomore year of high school then i transferred here to manual as a junior and graduated from ilhs i enrolled in ilc's teacher program and graduated I decided to pursue my teaching licensure in Minnesota and a master's degree at Mankato State University. The university and college of graduate studies accepted my degree with the agreement that I would take half of my education credits at Mankato. Okay. So what, what is your master's in specifically, Mr. Fisher? Curriculum and instruction. Okay. Okay. Uh, so where else have you worked and taught? What was it kind of your work experience as you made your way through high school and into college and now here at Emanuel? I worked during the summers for a seed corn company's research farm. Um, and that, w- once again, from high school through my years in Eau Claire. Mm. After I moved to Mankato, I started working at the Taylor Corporation companies. And um, when I was in college at Mankato State, I also began teaching 7th and 8th grade music here to Emanuel. Mm. And at that point, the church and school also allowed me to purchase tone chimes, so our handbell program began. And when I was done graduating from the university, I began serving here full-time, taking over for Elizabeth Klugertz 
as the third and fourth grade teacher. Okay. So how long was that transition between teaching, just teaching seventh and eighth grade to then the full-time call? May three, two, two to four years, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, as far as, you know, the reason why Emmanuel is here is for the ongoing Christian education of our children, and that's a topic that I like to explore with our teachers as we have this conversation. So, Mr. Fisher, to you, why do you believe that Christian education is so important? I believe Christian ed- education is important today because our world has so many agendas that are at best indifferent to our Lord and basic common sense. And on the opposite side, I've seen the faith of students and congregational members shine forth in very dark times. They were given a firm foundation, and that foundation made the difference. Okay. Um, Do you have a story from your classroom this year or in past years that would show our listeners what Emanuel Lutheran School is all about and why the the ministry at our school is such an important thing for us to support as a church? I believe that what makes our school special is that the Lord is at work among our families and students. I'm This year I'm blessed with very cooperative, open-minded, and hardworking students and parents. We can move from one class to another seamlessly and keep learning all day, enjoying the time we have together. I also believe that the smoothness of the Christmas Eve service practices can be credited to the tradition began by the congregation over 100 years ago, and to the students who are a joy to work with. Yeah, it's a real it's a real blessing to see those students. You know, I, I have a kindergartner this year, and so to watch her as she's developed just this year, you know, just in the kindergarten class, and then to see, you know, these kids that are in your class now, they were all kindergartners when I first got here, and so to see how they've progressed as young Christian individuals right. is, is certainly a, a blessing. And uh, something that's I mean that's what Emmanuel's here for mm-hmm. and I also really appreciate the connection you make between you know the parents and the teachers that relationship is so important that the parents yes. are supportive yeah. of the teachers you know a lot of times it can in a lot of situations especially difficult situations it can seem like it's parents versus teachers right. and we always need to remember that we're all on the same team right. for the yeah. for the students and we all yes. want what's best for them uh, so with, with that kind of in mind uh, Mr. Fisher what's your favorite thing about being a teacher well, I enjoy sharing the word with them, obviously, um, and I enjoy the time I spend with students, reading with them and introducing them to ideas and new information. They love to think about things and are very much interested in every subject that we work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's neat to see how different kids are drawn to different things, depending on the strengths that they've given them, and I, you know, I always especially when I work with the older kids, but I always tell them, you know, this is why you're here at school is to see what talents God has blessed you with and, and, you know, what things you enjoy doing and to see what uh, and how God's going to use you as you continue to grow and develop through your, through your life. Uh, So obviously your favorite thing, what are some of the least favorite things you, about being a teacher? I can't say that there's something about teaching that I don't really like, but it can be tiring because there's always something new to do, something to fix, something to improve, and mm-hmm. we all know that time is limited. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you always hear uh, teachers get three months off a year, and I tell you what, the, those nine months a year are grueling, <laughs> grueling months for it teachers. Can be. And, uh, you know, not to mention the fact that those three months aren't actually three months either, are they? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, we definitely appreciate the, the 
the grueling nature of the, being a teacher and mm-hmm. appreciate all the work that you put in. Uh, so we've talked a lot about school and, and your role as a teacher. Uh, what are some of your hobbies outside of the classroom, things you enjoy doing uh, besides grading papers and interacting <laughs> with kids? I enjoy being outside, biking, walking, and traveling. Okay, okay. Uh, any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, the, the, the listeners of podcasts are supportive and, you know, in thought, prayer, and, and contribution to the school. So is there anything you'd like to send them away with today? Sure. I'd like to thank the congregation for all the support and words or prayers and the financial end of things here to Emmanuel. It's been a very great blessing for me to work here and to be involved in the church spiritually and vocationally. It's a joy to serve here and to be part of so many families in the congregation. Yeah, it's neat. It's neat how when your student, your child spends so much time with, you know, that the teacher during the day, it's almost like, you know, we are all one Christian family. And that's one of the real blessings of Christian education. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Fisher. Appreciate your time today and blessings in your continued ministry. Thank you. Here at Emmanuel. Thank you once again, Mr. Fisher, for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Uh, Next week, we're not sure yet who the faculty member will be, but we'll have somebody uh, for you to meet and interact with regarding the ministry here at Emmanuel Lutheran School. We'll close today with our hymn of the day. Our hymn of the day is uh, TLH number 152, When O'er My Sins I Sorrow. When o'er my sins I sorrow, Lord, I will look to thee, and hence my comfort borrow that thou wast slain for me. Yea, Lord, thy precious blood was spilt for me, O most unworthy, to take away my guilt. Oh, what a marvelous offering! Behold, the Master spares his servants and their suffering, and grief for them he bears. God stoopeth from his throne on high. For me, his guilty creature, he deigns as man to die. My manifold transgression henceforth can harm me none, since Jesus' bloody passion for me God's grace hath won. His precious blood my debts hath paid, Of hell and all its torments, I am no more afraid. Therefore I will forever give glory unto thee, O Jesus-loving Savior, for what thou didst for me. I'll spend my breath in songs of praise for thy sad cry, thy sufferings, thy wrong, thy guiltless death. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.